G'day Teabaggers, it's Will here coming to you from uh, Minneapolis uh, where I'm in town doing some shows at the Acme Comedy Club. Uh, next week I will be at uh, Helium in Buffalo, New York and the week after that I'll be at the Bridgetown Comedy Festival in Portland, Oregon so if you're in any of those places uh, please come and check out my shows that would be fantastic and after that I'll be in Sydney for the Sydney Comedy Festival. Uh, I think the 15th and 16th, maybe, I'm at the the Enmore. And then uh, on the 17th, which is the uh, Saturday night, I'm doing two shows at Chatswood. So uh, if you want to come and check out the Illuminati show in Sydney, uh, I've got two shows at the Enmore and two shows in Chatswood uh, in about uh, three and a half weeks from now. So please come and check those out. Uh, before I get to today's bonus, uh, bonus episode, put together one more time by... Justin Hobson, uh, teabagger Justin Hobson, who does such a great job with these episodes. Um, I do want to give a big shout out and a big thanks to everybody who came out and saw the Tofop Live show. It was uh, one of the most fun experiences of the entire Melbourne Festival. Uh, it was such a great night. Uh, thank you to all the guest Charlies who came and played with us as well. Lindsay Webb, Greg Barrett, Justin Hamilton, Felicity Ward and uh, Scott Dooley. Uh, it was a really amazingly fun show. Uh, thank you very much to Dixie for doing a new introduction. Uh, Dixie gets a big shout out in this bonus episode uh, where for people who came and saw the live one, you'll realise that... Uh, anyway, look, I, I won't give too much away, but um, if you saw the live show and, and you're listening to this episode, then you'll be... Uh, you'll you'll understand what I'm talking about. Anyway, look, I, I'm rambling. I'm not going to uh, bang on for too long. Um, I hope you enjoyed the episode. There's going to be some new ones coming soon. Sorry, uh, I was a bit ill during the festival, so I didn't get to record many shows, but... Um, I'm going to start recording uh, a bunch of new ones uh, very soon. So uh, I hope you enjoy uh, this uh, bonus episode and I'll talk to you again soon. All right, cheers. The following episode of TOEFOP is classified MA. It contains some coarse language, some nudity, drug references, sexual references, a sex scene, prison rape, time travel and mild coarse language. TOEFOB advises that the program is not suitable for persons under the age of 15. Minors must be accompanied by a parent or guardian. This is John Deke speaking. There hasn't been any great advances in prison rape or space travel. The Holy <laughs> Hello and welcome to Tofop. I'm Charlie Clawson. I'm Will Anderson. Hello. Long, yeah, man. Long time they see. It's I like know. ages. It's been like a fortnight. Yeah. Or so? I've missed you. Oh, cheers, man. <laughs> <laughs> and then suddenly the lights get dim. <laughs> just, uh, I, I realise why there's this candle <laughs> and this massage oil here today, which is unusual. What would you? What do you think people would think if just like the next five minutes was just... Just like the sound of like kissing. <laughs> you didn't hear any dialogue. It's just like kissing, maybe the rustle of clothes. And then we just come back as if nothing's happened. We don't mention it. I would love to know how much of our audience would listen through the whole five minutes. <laughs> I would. I'd definitely listen to it. If I was listening to one of my favourite podcasts yeah. and it sounded like the two guys are just making out. You would listen to five minutes of making out. Yeah, because two you Two guys making out. You don't know when it's going to end. Like it's kind of, it's like one of those, uh, like an Andy Kaufman joke. It's like, well- you know, is the performance part of the joke? Like, do you need to sort of sit with it to kind of get the gag? Yeah, because this is not going out live. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, if for whatever reason we did just start kissing yeah, at the start of the podcast for five minutes, you have still listened to it back 
like put the music on the start and the end, maybe involve some John Deeks in some way and going, you know, that's a good five minutes. <laughs> They're kissing. We should keep that in. I, I think it's good, man. That uh, that episode where we were laughing for almost two minutes mm. without, I, I mean, I did have to think about whether or not we leave that in, but it made me laugh so much listening to it. That uh-huh. I thought, well, you know, that's part of the entertainment, isn't it? Yeah, but but here we're kind of trying to like tell each other stories and, and possibly make people laugh. <laughs> Not just like, like get our rocks off. So I would assume that our audience who listen to this show, I assume some of them are just writing shit down to use against us at later stages. I don't need to write it down. It's all recorded. Oh, that's a good point. Making notes okay. so they know what to refer to. Yeah, yeah. Essentially, I like to refer to this uh, podcast as the final answer to the question, would you ever run for politics? Because <laughs> I do get asked that quite a lot. People say- really? Yeah, I guess because I have, like, you know, beliefs about how the world should operate. And, and you understand the two houses. Yeah. <laughs> I have <laughs> some vague... immediately qualif- <laughs> makes you more qualified than me. I would know which house to go to. <laughs> Do you- <laughs> the only house I'm going to is the Big Brother house. Yeah. Like, you've been elected. Sure, this isn't where we all hang out? <laughs> Sometimes people ask me, you know, would you consider running for politics? Mm. This podcast has guaranteed I would never be able to run for politics. Yeah. I imagine that when people listen to this, they're mostly listening in the hope that they might get the occasional laugh, right? <laughs> so if we have the occasional laugh, then that is like, you know, I think that's good. Yeah, it's, it's in I the same milieu. Yeah. I, I don't think anyone is listening to this podcast in the hope they might start making out with someone else. Like if someone is listening to this as foreplay, that's that's the wrong idea of foreplay. But if we if it was like an Easter egg, like, you know, we didn't sort of, um, we didn't announce that we were going to do it and we didn't discuss it after we did it. We just, somewhere amongst the 54 podcasts we've done, there is just a five minute makeout session. Right. That would become probably the most famous moment in the entire podcast. Really? Yeah, don't you think? I don't know. If you said, hey, listen to this podcast, it's two guys talking shit, and then for some reason they just started, they opened in one episode and they just started making out. Like, wouldn't that be the thing that you tell everyone about as opposed to all the other jokes you've heard? Five minutes of just like... (laughs) (laughs) I guess. I got to be honest with you. I guess that would be like... It's intriguing. It'd at least be a moment. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, I think we'd have to open with, I'm Charlie Claus and I'm Will Anderson, and then go... At least that. Like, I think if it just opened straight on the the necking, like, that would be a bit confusing because you wouldn't know what was going on. People would just assume that something had gone wrong, like usual. Or would would people think, like, if that's the first thing you heard after the introduction, would you immediately go, oh, they're making out? Because all you're hearing is, like, this is what you're hearing. I did, I did, and by the way, I just did that on my arm in case any of you think I just leant over and kissed Will. I was doing it on my arm. I would assume if I turned on a podcast and heard that, that Junior, your dog, uh, which people have often heard in our podcast, uh, has learned how to use your equipment. <laughs> this is for, he just, his first podcast is him licking his own nuts. Yeah, he's doing a dog cast. He's invited that rugby player around. <laughs> Five minutes of Junior licking his own nuts. Puts that out on iTunes. Straight to number one. Straight to number one. You're noteworthy. Now, 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 then we'd be behind Kevin Smith, Josh Thomas, and Junior licking his balls <laughs> on the iTunes charts. Do you ever look he'd, at it? He'd, he'd have a dog cast. Huh? A dog cast. Yeah. Yeah. Gemma has this thing with um, uh, using puns uh, with Junior. She, like, you know how you say, uh, you know, he's been barking at the wrong tree, blah, blah, blah. That's like your little dog pun joke. She has this thing that infuriates me, but she always brings it out where she talks about, if I see him near my computer, she's like, oh, he's working on his dog was. And I have to say to her, yeah, that doesn't quite work because you've taken the second syllable of one word and attached it to another word. There is no pun. No. 
but she insists on saying he's riding his dog was. And I've been racking my brain to find a better pun for if he was up riding something, yeah. what would it be? His autobiography. Ah, <laughs> Anderson. <laughs> I can always rely on you for a good pun. <laughs> Sometimes we need to make out for five minutes while I think of it. <laughs> It was weird. I don't think you would know that it was kissing because kissing isn't like a loud thing, really. Yeah. So I think if you just heard kissing without any sort of, you know. Preamble. Yeah, preamble that led to a romantic situation <laughs> that you wouldn't be able to. Why is it romantic? Maybe I'm really rough. I just grab you by the back of the head and start making out with you. Seems weird that I've let you do that for five <laughs> minutes, that I can't overpower you. Yeah, it's like a 1940s film. You're like, yeah. no, no. Yes. 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 <laughs> I'm like, come here, so- sweet tits. So they would know from the start that it was like, so they would recognise it was kissing from me going, no, no, no. I don't know you've got my cock okay. in your mouth. <laughs> that can be a segment on this show, making out or blowjob. <laughs> it's like a new secret sound. Yeah. <laughs> don't they try and change up the secret sound every week, though? Ours will just always be the same two well, possibilities. It'd just be guys ringing up, uh, like, in the radio station. Right? Is it a guy opening a door? Uh, is there is a soft drink bottle being opened? Uh, is it a man performing fellatio on another man? <laughs> yes, it is. Last week on our little podcast that we have called Tofop, it was our 50th uh, episode, mm-hmm. our 50th anniversary special, and we left a pause <laughs> for people to acknowledge that Yeah, by clapping. And I said to people, Charlie, if you did indeed clap, could you hit us up on our Facebook page and tell us that you clapped? Or tell us if you clapped and where you clapped. And there was quite a lot. It gave me a real insight into where people listen to this show, Charlie. <laughs> like, and it's not necessarily the places that I assumed. Like there are people listening to this in, in class, in school. Yeah. When they're meant to be being educated, Charlie. They are being educated. Tofop facts. Tofop facts. <laughs> Imagine. Kids, you don't need school. Maths, English, whatever. Tofop facts will get you through any situation. If you're doing an essay at the end of the year, and now I'm not saying do this on purpose. <laughs> if you know the answers, please do not do this on purpose. However, if you are in a scenario where you don't know the answer and you thought, well, I might, I'm not going to lose any points for having a crack at that. <laughs> Could you put the answer there and then just in a little circle, like the trademark circle, yeah. just put TF. Definitely. And references a Tofop fact. <laughs> because... Make up anything... <laughs> Just take a pun at any yeah. fact and just sign it That TF. sounds believable. Yeah. That's the thing. You've got to have full confidence that yeah. the thing you're saying may be true. Yeah. Or should be true. Yeah. Even if it's not true. Yeah. So I asked people to uh, – so, so there were people listening in the classroom. There was a lot of people driving, which was what I kind of expected. Yeah. But there was also like people with like, you know, at the gym. It gave me a, an insight yeah. into the world of TOEFL. I actually was quite touched, I must admit. When I read, because it was quite a lot of people wrote in and there's like people had like taken their time out of their day to clap. Someone had listened listened twice and clapped twice. I was like, wow. You idiot. (laughs) (laughs) Why do you hate yourself? No, I think I would like to listen twice just to see what stories we didn't finish. (laughs) (laughs) Jot them down for any time I ever met us to ask a series of questions (laughs) that had no resolution. And then, Charlie, not on our TOEFOP page, not through our TOEFOP email, but through my personal email, I got an email from someone who had clapped. Someone who had excited me that they'd clapped. Someone that I could have never in a million years imagined would listen to a podcast like this. Clapped, Charlie. They clapped. Does the name. 
And but when you preface, or should it, I guess? <clears throat> okay, yeah, yeah. Let's guess. Let's definitely uh, guess. All right, yeah. great. Uh, it's like a fan tail question. Yeah. It's so like, <laughs> before we set your tooth, read the back of the fan um, Okay, no, no. I'm going to let you um, – we'll just do like a you know, yes or no okay. question so you All can right. just ask me. Okay. Am I a male? Yes. Am I older than you? Yes. Am I an athlete? No. You thought about that? Not professionally. What? I have no idea if he's an athlete in real life. All right. Not professional athlete. Don't even really know that much of what he looks like. That's oh, a clue. That's, that's a, a clue. clue. Am I – Am I? <laughs> am I the guy who Stig from uh, from uh, that yes, driving Charlie, show? Yes, Charlie, the Stig <laughs> from Top Gear. We well, said you didn't know what he looked Send like. Send me an email. Uh, I knew it was him because the email address was the Stig at topgear.com. <laughs> so I was like, you know what? That's, you know, that's got to be the Stig. That, that joke would have been better if it was six months earlier when actually people didn't know who the Stig was. I just couldn't think of someone that was interesting. Okay, so you, you don't know what they look like. Yeah. Um, Although I, I will say that I, I verified who it was, like that it really was his person okay. because their email is one of those style of emails. Okay. It was their name at the place they work.com. Okay. Am I in the entertainment industry? Yes. Definitely. Am I an actor? Uh, I have acted. I, I think maybe you've acted, but that's not what you're known for. Am I a comedian? Uh, you're funny, but that's not what you're known for. Am I? Uh, am I? Uh, am I involved in the film industry? Uh, I don't think so. Well, that's certainly not what you're known for. Am I in radio? Uh, kind of. That's close. Am I in podcasting? No. Am I in television? Yes. Fuck, this is... Uh, <laughs> all right. Um, am yeah. I Australian? You are Australian? Am I a journalist? No, I wouldn't say you were a journalist. <laughs> I would say you were not. So you're not Andrew Bolt. <laughs> I'm so I'm it's Andrew Bolt, yeah. I'm going to give you a clue. All right. You are best known, or I am best known, this person is best known, for three words. Three Such words. is life, Ned Kelly. <laughs> Ned Kelly emailed you. They found his bones. The corpse reanimated, emailed you and said, well, I've been listening to two He's like, they've come up with technology that has let me do this. But for some reason, they put in this spooky voice. Uh, okay. Okay. So um, three words. Yeah. He's known for three words. Shame, shame, shame. No, that's one word repeated three times. No, it's three words. No, it's it one is word three repeated words. three times. Okay, all right, but you know, can understand how this guy's known for three separate words <laughs> said in a row. This could be if you were a lawyer trying to lead the witness, you'd be like, "This is the dumbest motherfucker." I don't know how many ways to fucking plant plant the fucking guilty party on him. What? So he's what? three words. He's a male. He's Australian. Like now, this is so hard. Will I know? Give me another clue. Okay, he. Not you, an, hang on, can I just clarify? Not yes. an actor. He's not an actor. Not an actor, not an athlete, not a commentator, not a journalist. An entertainer who's maybe involved in the film industry. Uh, no, no. Feel, he, uh, like entertainment industry. He's a, he's someone whose face you probably don't know, but he's involved in television. A producer. He's, he's like a radio host. John Blackman. He's known. You're very close now. You're getting <laughs> okay. closer. Okay. And he's known for three words. Price Buster, Oli Martin, Sale of the Century. No. Oh. <laughs> now you're definitely in the right side. Oh, God. Gavin Wood. Oh, you're so close. <laughs> so close. Um, oh, oh, God. John O'Coleman. No, everyone knows what he looks like. Yeah. John o- is that his name? John O'Coleman? No, it's John Owen. Is it John O'Coleman? Yeah. Coleman? yeah no, Jonathan yeah. Coleman, John Owen Dano. Everyone knows what he looks like. So it's someone in radio. Yeah. The Spoon Man. <laughs> it's not the Spoon Three words. <laughs> Fuck. I didn't say his name was three words. <laughs> oh, uh, give me the first word of the three words. Is Come. It- 
If the next two words are on me, I don't know who you're talking about. Charlie, the second word is on. It's not. The first word is come. The second word is on. It's only... Uh, come on, Ozzy. <laughs> come on, Irene. Or Eileen. <laughs> come on, kids. <laughs> the puppet from Come On, Kids. The Twinkie Winky Dink. <laughs> and yes, uh, international <laughs> listeners, there was an Australian TV show called Come On, Kids. <laughs> Just in case. I think uh, Charlie's making that up. Come on. Come on. I don't, all right, what's the last word? <laughs> down. Come on, on down. down. In Turpy. No. Now, here's something interesting, Charlie. Many people think that Ian Turpy did come up with the phrase, come on down. Yeah. But the actual originator of the phrase, come on down, was today's mystery celebrity. <laughs> I'm sure he's wrapped. <laughs> Larry Emder. <laughs> you never get this idea. Oh, who is it? John Deeks. John Deeks speaking. Yes. No, okay. John Deeksy Deeks. That's amazing because I know John Deeks very well because I used to watch his TV shows that he announced on all the time. Yeah. But I couldn't. I knew there was Pete Smith. Yep. And the Pete other Smith one. Pete speaking. And there's, a, there's John Deeks. And who was the other guy? There was one more. Gavin Wood. Gavin Wood. Yeah. Right. So I was in the fucking ballpark. You were definitely in the ballpark. <laughs> Come on, really through me. <laughs> you were like a pitcher who was in the ballpark, but you kept throwing pitches at third base. <laughs> Just like anywhere but at the batter. I'm throwing him into the crowd, throwing him to the ground. Yeah, John Deeks. Wow, he listens yeah. to the show. Yeah, John Deeks is... Oh, no, I, shouldn't, it- I shouldn't actually say what his email is, should I? No, um, that's how- <laughs> don't say that. No, I, I almost said it by mistake. Yeah, that's how I knew that it was him, though, because it was an official... Hey, what did he say about the show? And then he listened to it and he was driving to a gig and he clapped. That's amazing. And I was like, oh, my God. I'm totally impressed. Like that guy who like I have like listened to... You know, just growing up has been part of, like, you know, yeah, that world. Impressed. Come on down. John Deeks. Listen John to Deeks this. John Deeks speaking. Now, do you reckon we could get I mean, he record? probably... Would he record an intro for us? Oh, how fucking good would that be? Toe-fop. His day can't be... His day can't be full, can it? Deeksy? Is your know. day full, Deeksy? Like, I mean, when you're doing those voiceovers, that's not going to take up all day. I'm sure he could squeeze one in for us. Squeeze but, one in but for you us. you know, voiceover guys, they're, like, one of the highest paid professions in the country. Like... He doesn't need to do. He doesn't need to help us out. I understand that, Charlie. But I, I, I've he's got like I've often got paid in return for my work too, and I've chosen not to for, for this experience. So if I have to suffer, so should John so, Deeks. Deeks is coming down with us, Charlie. I would be thrilled if that were the case. I was very excited. It genuinely it was like it just was like because it was completely Did, surprising. Do you call him Deeksy? I'm calling him Deeksy. Deeksy. Hit us up if you clap. Yeah, if you want to, if you want to record like an intro for the show, we We would would, love that. We would love that. We'd be wrapped. (laughs) (laughs) You know, it'd be great if you could record an intro, but also um, he he could record a. Uh, it's time to wrap this up. Yeah, what's because he used to say something at the end, didn't yeah. he? He would announce who the major sponsors were or something like yeah, that. Maybe like the, that. The the show. Yeah, maybe. If we had sponsors, he could announce that. We don't have any. This sponsors. was a, a, a non-intelligent production or something like yeah, that. Yeah, we it could definitely. Like yeah. yeah, this was a tofu production on behalf of the dot dot dot. There was one of those. I don't know. Anyway, uh, yeah, that'd be awesome. That'd be really cool. Hey, uh, speaking of making out against someone's will. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> and some dark territory. Yeah. Back to the Future. Ah. A couple of weeks ago on the show, we had a discussion about uh, Back to the Future. 
And you said that the whole sort of premise of Back to the Future could essentially be traced to one idea, which, which was... Is, would you molest your mother to save your future? Yep. And, like, I'd never really... That had never really occurred to me. <laughs> so Back to the Future was on the other night, and I thought, you know what? I'm going to sit down and watch this film with this in mind and see if this is actually the thing at the heart of this that should disturb me. Yeah. There's something much more disturbing in Back to the Future than... Uh, would you molest your mum to save the future? Here's the question that I was raised out of Back to the Future. If someone tried to rape your mum, mm. would you get over that if they washed your car? <laughs> <laughs> because... <laughs> <laughs> because basically, if you follow the timeline of that film, Biff tries to rape his mum yeah. in a car, and it's full on that yeah, scene. Yeah, it like it's literally like you know that was going to somewhere really, really bad. If yeah. you know, if, if George had George turned hadn't up. turned up, right? And then when he gets back to the future, Biff's just like the wacky neighbour washing you his car. Lovable rapist, exactly. <laughs> All right, so um, this episode is our Q and A app. Yeah. So we asked uh, you guys to send in some questions, and um, I did specifically say one question. So for those of you who sent a list of 10, that's not what I said, but um, we'll pick the best <laughs> question out of those 10. D- damn you for, for caring more about this podcast than Charlie asked you to. <laughs> I was surprised. The first bunch of questions we got, well, actually, most of the questions we got all asked the same thing. Oh, really? Which is, what is the origin story of Will and Charlie? How oh. did we meet? Because right. I guess we have never talked about that. And we've talked about origin stories quite a lot. So. Yeah, that's funny. Well, yeah. uh, you know what it is? It's kind of like where the Joker, where the Christopher Nolan's Joker, you know how he arrives in that film with no origin yeah. story? It's like he's, he's a given. Yeah. That's kind of what Tofop was. Yeah. We, so should we, because if we give away the origin story, is it like we, we're making Wolverine where suddenly that really cool character is like, oh, oh what? he's really? a fucking lumberjack? Yeah. I'm not so fucking lame. <laughs> Um, well, what is our origin story? I, I, I think part of the reason I've never talked about it is I, you know, I don't, I don't really remember. I smoke it. a lot of pot. Yeah. <laughs> I don't care about my friends that much. I don't take enough of an interest. So I don't often. We're like the birds that fall into your cereal, your friends. <laughs> we just happen to fall into your path. Like, oh, well. I had, it doesn't offend me. So I had a uh, journalist ask me the other day, like I was doing a series of interviews for my tour, and they asked me, what's the weirdest question that you've been, uh, yeah, that you get asked while you were being interviewed? And in my head, I was like, as soon as the interview is over, I never think about the questions I've been asked ever again. So I had no idea. Yeah, right. Yeah, it's just gone. Well, what's the weirdest question I've asked you? Surely one of those must have come to mind. We've done 54 episodes of this show. Surely you could have said, well, uh, Charlie once asked me uh, if I, how I would uh, pretend to be a horse to get, or how I could get my girlfriend to let me pretend to be a horse. That's true. I probably could have said that. <laughs> but then that involves... Refer her to the, the podcast. Yeah, then that involves a 50-minute explanation. <laughs> It's like, yeah, no, I don't know. Um, well, I, from my point of view, the, our origin story is yeah. when I first moved to Sydney, a lot of my mates were comedians and I was living with Charlie Pickering at the time. And yeah. Charlie had just started on Triple J where you were working. Right. And so we met via him. Actually, no, we met, we met before that in Melbourne. And I do remember this because Michael and Charlie take me to see one of the stand-up shows you're doing with Adam. Yeah. One where your big joke was a double ducking. Do you remember? <laughs> yeah, yeah. That joke? Yeah. I do. Have we talked about that on the show, what double ducking Yeah, is? the double duck. Okay. Good. It was the sexual move. Yeah, that's right. The, Not quite a fist. No. More like a duck. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and you could do the double duck, which was ducking two people at the same time. And I have the hard thing with stand-up comedy in that I don't really enjoy it. I don't really like to go see stand-up comedy, and it's not because... <laughs> I don't like comedians or I don't like to laugh. Uh, Charlie doesn't like to be happy. But I get very... You've really got a good... You've connected with our emo audience. (laughs) 
No, it's more. It's more. I'm very empathetic, and I, I just get... like to go and watch music and cut myself. Oh, you know what it is? I, I like to see good comics because yeah. I don't feel nervous. I don't like to go see like when I go to like a because. You know, I watch my friends come up in comedy, so I'd often go to, you know, the pub to watch them do their Tuesday night comedy room, whatever. Yeah. And I would get very panicky for them when I'd see them on stage, especially if they were fucking bombing. So I, when I go to see comedy gigs, I don't like to be anywhere near the front because if the show's going to go bad, then I start to feel really, really bad and I'm not enjoying it. Like, I'm sure there's some people who actually better get a kick out of seeing a comedian die. For me, I feel really, really bad. Yeah, normally other comedians. Yeah. <laughs> Dave Hughes can hear a comedian die from across town. Now, don't worry. You weren't on stage at this point. I, so. yeah, I've got to be honest with you. When you were getting when worried? launching this story of like, I don't like to go and see comedians who don't know what they're doing. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, this is a story about you. Um, no. no, but I, I do understand that because there is a point in comedy, particularly early on, where your friends are doing you a favour yeah. by coming. Yeah. Like, you know. That, you ha- they need an audience. Yeah, you need an audience. Yeah. And the only people you can get to come along are your friends. Yeah. So they're doing you a favour. And having said that, none of my friends ever really bomb that bad like I mean but it's more you know when you see a friend you're going to see a a bunch of comedians they're normally on a bill with like six or seven other guys and it's definitely at the start you could say like 30 to 40 percent of those acts will be bad you reckon at least I suppose yeah like but there's a point you get to as a performer where you get good but your friends haven't made the transition with you so they still think they're doing you a favor yeah. By coming to your shows. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or like that you need them to come to your shows. Yeah, yeah. Or that it's like, and I have that with some of my friends now. It's like, Dad, you can take the training wheels off. I'm yeah. riding fine. I was like, if I, actually now, if my friends come to the show, essentially they're just costing me 30 bucks. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Because that is a ticket that I can actually just sell to somebody else. But you're paying them back for supporting you in that in those early stages. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah. So um, I was standing at the back of this show and you guys went on, whoever your support was. And um, you were there and you were pacing around, obviously, you know, nervously waiting to go on stage. But you and I were wearing exactly the same jacket. And I didn't know you at the time. I hadn't met you. And I said to you, oh, that's funny. We're wearing the same jacket. And you said to me, oh, that's funny, but this is my show. So I can ask you to leave and you've got to go. <laughs> and I was like, oh, okay. And then it's like, ladies and gentlemen, Will Anderson. It's like, oh, that's Will Anderson. And then after the show, uh, Michael introduced us. And um, uh, Michael introduced us, and I was at the st- at the, and it would have been two thousand and one. I had a red beanie that I was wearing, <laughs> and uh, some girl was cracking on to you. I remember you; she was cracking on to you, and you weren't, and you were trying to sort of just like very, you know, politely sort of, you know, resist her advances. And you said to her, "Hey, why don't you go over there and chat to that guy?" Pointing at me, and I don't know if you knew that I could hear you. <laughs> and you said, uh, "And she's gone, which guy?" And you're going, that guy, Fred Durst. <laughs> <laughs> Probably because I'm wearing the red beanie. And I remember thinking, this fucking guy. <laughs> Twice tonight. <laughs> so that was when I first met you. But then I moved to Sydney and I was living with Charlie and we started hanging out via him, yeah? Yeah, we became friends. And it was a little bit weird the way we became friends. Like I used to do a bit of stand-up about this, but which was also weird because you came and saw me do this bit of stand-up <laughs> and we're like, oh, that bit of stand-up's about me. <laughs> I used to have a whole bit about how it's hard to make a new male friend as an adult, like one-on-one. You can make them as part of a group, yeah. you know, when the other people are there. Yeah. But it's hard as an adult male yeah. to – because what do you do? Yeah, unless you – unless I mean, especially if you are not working with that person or – like if you're just 
bump into someone somewhere and there was no reason for you to both be there. This is my point. So, like, we were obviously, you know, we're like, oh, yeah, okay, this this is like, we, we seem to be people that we think we might get along. There is a beginning of a friendship here. We'd probably like to spend more time together. Yep. But we don't work together. Yeah. And our friends aren't hanging out together and, all the time. Yeah, and you also were doing the morning show, so you weren't out after, like, fucking 5 p.m. at night. <laughs> that's, so, right, that's right. It's like trying to be friends with a vampire. Yeah. <laughs> An early morning vampire. Yeah, the opposite of a yeah, vampire. Yeah, right. I'm doing the day shift. Right, yeah. I'm a vampire on the day shift. <laughs> Reverse vampire. Yeah, exactly. I like Will, but he seems to be a smart mouth reverse vampire. <laughs> Apart from that, everything seems to be going well. So we actually had to make plans to catch up together. Dates. Dates. Yeah. This is essentially it. Like, because it's weird as an adult male to go, hey, do you want to go and see a movie? Or, hey, do you want to go and get dinner? Yeah. Without eventually going... We're dating. <laughs> like, this is weird. We're dating. Did you have any sense of that at the time? That Yeah. Well, I think the, the funny thing was we had shared interest in football, wrestling, and girls. <laughs> and so the relationship, that's where it sort of started, is that we would get together and watch wrestling or we'd watch football or we'd go down to Bondi Beach and look at girls. And I think that that, to me, was didn't seem like, oh, there's a friendship going on because that's something you can do with anyone, really, and especially most guys are into those kind of things. It was more we started to do this thing where we would go jogging together. <laughs> this is yeah. when it sounds like we were really <laughs> dating. We would go jogging. And maybe, you know what, maybe this is the start of where the podcast began. Yeah. Because over that course of a run, just say we'd jog for 40 minutes, yeah. we would tell each other stories yes. and normally try and make each other laugh. We'd either try to make each other laugh or we talk quite a lot about, this is my memory of this, because we would jog, in Australia there's a strip of um, beach at Bondo Beach, uh, which I'm sure everybody knows, it's yeah. one of the most famous beaches in the world, and there's a, like a, a path that goes around the coastline, you know, right around to some of the other, and it's a really kind of famous walk, and we would you know, jog around there. Yeah, the and, cliff walk. Yeah, and it's like quite a hard run, like there's lots of, you know, up and downs, all that sort of stuff. And I remember that we would not only joke about things, but we would also have these like long discussions about like religion or like the meaning of life and stuff like that, which I was quite... Yeah, so maybe that's where Tofop started. Yeah. On the Cliffs of Bondi. So and then we got rid of the deep conversations about the meaning of life <laughs> and we said we'll do a podcast. <laughs> well, let's watch Back to the Future. Yeah. So I guess that's where it started. And so, and then our friends, our friendship groups kind of all merged and so it's sort of been that way ever since. So that's the origin of the story. Yeah. All right. Uh, it's not much of an origin, is it? We need a gritty reboot of that story. Yeah, that's <laughs> Oh, mate, the internet is held together by a combination of fucking Back to the Future conversations and hate. And porn. And porn. Yeah. <laughs> They're the three major ingredients. What is keeping this internet together? Well, we seem to... It's a, Look, it's 11 secret herbs and spices, but uh, three of them are porn. Yeah. Uh, two of them are movie trivia, and five of them are hate. <laughs> You've got your rock, your sport, your comedy. Well, we've got porn, hate, and back to the future. <laughs> well, I guess that's like... I mean, if the Germans saw Kate Blanchett... Like imagine if she's Hitler, the perfect woman. Imagine if Hitler had seen her. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like maybe what happened was, and none of us knew this, but Hitler had, had like a had travelled through time. Oi! <laughs> it's been five episodes <laughs> since the last time travel conversation. <laughs> awesome. Okay, hit me with it. So Hitler, Kate Blanchett, I'm in. Fire up the fucking flux capacitor. Let's get going. <laughs> now this is Topher. <laughs> <laughs> So, okay. Hitler. Yeah. Oh, and Hitler as well. <laughs> Hitler has invented. 
pretty good. <laughs> Hitler's invented. So, you know, they had the, the best of, um, like, you know, a lot of the cars that we drive today, the most efficient and, you know, beautiful cars in the world were all, you know, designed for the Germans, you know, during the war. So the guys, of you know, these geniuses, you know, down at Porsche and whatever have been working on uh, time travel. Okay. And they've finally come up with, like, a machine that can survive time travel. But the unfortunate thing is that they've realised... What year is it when they come up with a car that can time travel? Um, is it the present day or is it back in... No, 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 no. They've come up with this, like, while they're working on all those cars and stuff for oh, the okay. war. So it's during World War Two. Yeah. The German scientists. Yeah. Okay. You know, they're doing... Porsche is an Italian car. That's why I got confused. Oh, no, but yeah, but... Uh, it... <laughs> this is the most confusing hypothetical. Sorry, no, no. I was trying to... Okay, yeah. No, that, that's, a, that's a fair point. <laughs> It's a Mercedes. Yes. Okay. Mercedes. Yes. Mercedes that's exactly, that's exactly what it's, I meant. It's, it's, nine, it's 1939. Okay. Mercedes it's 1939. Scientist. Hitler's got like all the, you know, Mercedes, Volkswagen, blah, blah, blah people working on, you know, all the cars and everything that's been developed for the war effort. Then they discover through some of their experiments that they've come up with a um, time travel vehicle. A time travel vehicle. Yeah. So basically. What do they call it? The uh, von time traveler. <laughs> that's bad. I couldn't think of one German pun then. The von Schnitzel, the... Oh, God. <laughs> Give me a German cliche, a German pun. Come on. Uh, um, Liedenhausen? Yeah, the, there's no time travel pun in that. Um, the October 2001 fest. <laughs> 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 all right. But it's 1939. So, all right, they call it the October 2000. Yeah. The, oh, the October 2000. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Because it's, you know, because that was back when 2000 seemed like the future. Yeah, exactly. The October 2000. Yeah. Mercedes, this, all right. Yeah. So if you find a secret files that have yeah. been buried, like in the rubble of some kind of, you yeah. know, country in Germany, it's the, the real files of the Nazis. Yeah. The files show that Mercedes scientists designed a car called the October 2000, which was a time travel vehicle. Yeah. Okay. But what they discovered, unfortunately, was that the human body could only survive one journey forward and one journey home. And if you took any more than that, yeah, your body would... Your balls would explode. Your, yeah, your balls would explode. Or your ovaries. Yeah. Uh, so, but the, in, in <laughs> I love this, the way it's gone, yeah. yeah. That'll do. <laughs> that'll, do that'll do. It's incidental. Something bad would happen, right? <laughs> so they, they've come to Hitler and they've said, look, we've invented this thing and you do have the... You can go to the year 2000 and you can spend two hours in the year 2000 and whatever information you get, like, you know, while you're there, you know, like take that in and you can bring that knowledge back to, you know, here and, and we can use that. Yeah. But you can only do one journey. Yeah. And Hitler's like, well, I can't have other people going into the future, so here's what's going to happen. I'm going to take that journey, I'm going to soak up whatever knowledge of the future I can get and then I'm going to come back and we're going to destroy this machine and all the files, and yep. no one's ever going to be able to do it again. Okay. 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 So Hitler goes to the year 2000. <laughs> yeah. He arrives. Yeah. There's a Kate Blanchett movie on. <laughs> uh, so Oscar and Lucinda probably that, read about yeah. that. Time. So he goes into a cinema. Pushing tin. Because he, he assumes that, yeah. So he goes into a cinema because he assumes that this is the place where. Queen Elizabeth. Elizabeth. It's Elizabeth. Okay. That's what's playing. All right. Beautiful. Okay. So he goes in. Great. He wants to know what happens. So technically it's probably like 97, 98. But anyway. Okay, all right. <laughs> Human internet. Human it's hypothetical. So frustrating. All right. So anyway, he's, he's landed at the premiere of Elizabeth. He's gone, perfect. I have two hours. This is a historical document of, you know. Who these people are. Who these people are. This is the perfect movie for me to go and see, to kind of learn about what's going to happen in the future and what's happening now, and I'll be able to soak it all up in this environment. So he goes in and he watches Elizabeth. 
and then he goes back. And that's how the dream of the Aryan race started because <laughs> he like let me just get this straight. So what you are yeah. suggesting yeah. is that Kate Blanchett yeah. somehow created the yeah. idea of the Aryan race. The perfect woman. He saw because her Because Adolf movie. Hitler went to the premiere of Elizabeth yeah, exactly. and thought, I need to create more of those. Yeah, she's amazing. I think you're on what, what about a future where everyone was as cool as that? Do you know what I mean? Like if you, do you know what I mean? Like if you had the capacity to go back in time and say, who should we make everybody like, it would be Kate Blanchett. Okay. All right. <laughs> right? Yep. So, yeah, basically you're saying that she So I'm saying, what I'm saying, saying is... You're saying Kate Blanchett kick-started the Nazi movement. No, I'm just saying it's hypothetically possible. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so they say there's parallel universes. So there's infinite possibilities for infinite worlds. In one of those worlds, Kate Blanchett kick-started the Nazi movement. But what about Mein Kampf? (laughs) So maybe it had to be when he was at art school. It wasn't the Nazi scientist. Well, that's ridiculous, Charlie. How <laughs> how is Adolf Hitler he gets when in, he's at art school I'll tell going you how? to get involved in a situation where he can travel through time? I'll tell you how. So his best friend attempts suicide was at art school, and he's, he and his other mate who haven't caught up for a while decide they should take him out just to kind of get him over that. So Hitler and his two friends take their nephew and they go into the mountains to this ski resort they used to go to as teens, and that was like where they had like a really awesome time. But when they get there, they find out the resort's all closed down and stuff, and the party town they used to know is no longer like that so they're all complaining on that and then hitler goes out and says oh well, you know what the hot tub's on <laughs> and so hitler and all his buddies get to the hot tub and then he's transported to the premiere of elizabeth <laughs> and that's where he gets the idea if you then he writes mein kampf and then the nazi movement it's still all Kate blanchett's fault <laughs> i wouldn't I, I wouldn't want to go sit in a delorean or the blues brothers car or kit or, you know, Mad Max's Interceptor, because I think that would just ruin the magic completely. Because I remember reading an article when I was, like, 12, when the first Batman came out, and, you know, that iteration of the Batmobile. Yeah. Uh, one of the car mags, like, Wheels or something, did a... They reviewed it like they would review one of their normal cars, mm. and they just trashed it. The guy said, you know, it's just a fiberglass shell and an old Chevy, you know, engine block, and it's like, did you expect it to be a real fucking Batmobile? Plus, it's not like the the Batmobile, like the literal Batmobile, is getting retraded. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Value. It's not like Batman needs a fucking appropriate market value. Yeah, that's it's right. It's the Batmobile. It has its own value. That would be an awesome trade-in, though. You just yeah. see the fucking tumbler come roaring into a fucking car yard. <laughs> what can I get for this? <laughs> well, we have a 1986 Toyota Corolla. <laughs> Does it have air conditioning? <laughs> Does it have AM and FM radio? <laughs> yeah, I like to listen to the cricket <laughs> in downtime before crimes. <laughs> uh, I guess the Batmobile has all those things, right? Like, I guess the no, Batmobile. No, the Batmobile would be. A, it wouldn't have a. It would have a police scanner. He's not going to be listening to fucking music. He's got to be. It's a work vehicle. He's only listening out for crime. You can't imagine that. He's like listening to like. You know, a uh, fucking super request. Yeah. When the Joker's breaking to a bank. Yeah. Can't have Batman doing that. <laughs> Can you play LMFAO? <laughs> <laughs> um, no, well, of course he can. It's, he's the Batman. Oh, he you can have like, he, lots he, of he, different lots screens of, yeah, and stuff. Can, yeah. So he can have like up screens up there and he can you know, have like Channel V or MTV or whatever in the corner. I guess he would have to have it because sometimes- Like at the gym. You know, where all the TVs yeah, are yeah. like, you know, they're all 
you yeah, can kind of see what's going on. Times, yeah. uh, you're going to have a supervillain at some stage yeah. take over all the radio stations and TV screens and exactly. make his outrageous demands. So Batman needs to have... He has to have fucking Foxtel in his car. Yeah. Oh, you he know he's a millionaire because he's got Foxtel in his car. He needs to monitor every communication that's going on. So, yeah, of course... You never know where the Joker's going to pop Yeah, the Joker's going to pop up. Like, so I mean, on Twitter as if well? If the Joker comes and makes his thread on some really obscure, like, podcast that Batman doesn't listen to, right. like, he can get away with months of things <laughs> because Batman just doesn't subscribe to iTunes. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> he got foiled because he's got a PC. Yeah. <laughs> If only the Joker had put it up on Zoom, I could have stopped it. <laughs> so, he, but he would have like obviously air conditioning and stuff like that. That cup holders would there be cup holders in the Batmobile? There would be, wouldn't yeah. there? When is he? No, to hold things like tear gas and shit. Not, but you not could also to hold like coffee. You could also put your coffee in there. <laughs> like if he went through and got a coffee in the morning, he could put the coffee. Like he'd take the tear gas out of the holder for a minute and put it on yeah, the seat. He's, cra- he's cra- cradling it in his lap. <laughs> You know, it'd be hilarious if you're doing like Nolan's Batman, because you know in the Tumblr, when he goes into battle mode, he gets like, he holds two handles and he goes down into the front part of the car. And he's yeah. like, imagine he's got his cup of coffee. He sees a joker, <laughs> fuck, got to go into battle mode. And you can see him fumbling that cup <laughs> as he tries to go in the front cockpit out of the Tumblr. <laughs> ow, 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 ow. Good thing this is burn proof. <laughs> he's talking about his suit, not the Tumblr. I, I, um, I think he would, you get all that shit put in. Like, you know, you just, You'd still want it to be like you'd have comfortable seat, seat warmers. Like when, you're rescuing, other- when you're rescuing Rachel Dawes, I guess you want her to feel comfortable. Yeah, and also, but you know what the thing is? A little mirror. Would you have a makeup mirror with the, <laughs> the lights either side? And an e-tag. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be awesome yeah. doing a chase scene. Dun, 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 goes over a bridge here. Beep, beep. A couple of weeks ago. I'm in uh, Darwin. Now, Darwin, have you ever spent much time in Darwin? Never been to Darwin. You've never been to Darwin? No. Oh, mate, you never, never know if you never, never go. <laughs> Darwin is... I see, I, well, I, I'm not on the run. <laughs> yeah. I have no crimes that I have to escape. Well, uh, for people who don't know Darwin, Charlie's not really joking. <laughs> there is an unwritten rule of Darwin, and this is legitimately a rule is, that you're allowed to p- ask people about what they've done since they've been in Darwin, but you're not allowed to ask them <laughs> about their life before Darwin. Like a lot of the time, they, they were they had a different name, and but it gives Darwin this really interesting vibe. Wild, wild West, yeah, and because, and because every, it's got a real community because everybody there is kind of escaping from something, <laughs> whether it be like a bad debt or a crime or just like a far relationship. It's a sort of or, or it's full of backpackers, so people are just kind of escaping their own lives and their own. So the whole town has this sort of, and because it's so hot, like people are just like, I'm sorry. Um, I am going to drink beer at 8 o'clock in the morning and you've got to be cool with that because have you noticed how fucking hot it is here? Like, you know, so it's it's really amazing place and I, I kind of I dig it, but you go a bit crazy when you go there. So we've got up there and we, we had the gig on the Friday night and it's like, it's an amazing place. Uh, like they've got a big sort of, yeah, you know, I think it's like 1,200 seats or something, their big you know, theatre centre there and it's an amazing show and we decided we were going to go out afterwards and have a bit of a night on the town in Darwin. So... We've gone to Darwin's gay club, which is called Throb, so we could meet the one gay person in Darwin. <laughs> so we've gone to the the nightclub, and they do a drag show, and it's like the whole, you know, it's it's it was a it was mixed, a re- mixed gay or like dudes club. Ah, oh, like mate, there's like seriously four gay people in Darwin, right? Okay, like so when you say club, someone's house. Yeah, <laughs> Throb no, no. was actually it's a really cool nightclub, but it's clearly the nightclub you go to if you. Uh, gay 
or if you're the sort of person who would normally get punched in the head for looking like your guy yeah, in Darwin. Right. Okay. You know what I mean? Like, okay. <laughs> so that's kind of your, your clientele. Which, hence why you were there. Hence why I was there. <laughs> yeah. uh, that, people had said to me, this is the only place in Darwin You're not you going to get punched. might not get punched in the head. <laughs> we can't guarantee you won't, but you might not. And that was awesome. We had a good time. They dragged me up on stage in the middle of one of the shows and stuff. And we, we had a – but we were having a big night. Yeah. One of those sort of big nights where I remember us deciding to leave and I remember waking up the next morning. I can't really remember how the bit that happened between us deciding <laughs> to leave and us waking up the next morning Took happened. a little trip down the Hitnell Highway, did yeah. you, Will? <laughs> <laughs> totally. I don't really know how it worked. Uh, so I've woken up the next day. I, my flight's at 3 o'clock in the afternoon. But I'm staying at like a, a – I had to check out of my hotel at like 11, but I'm staying at a place that has like a pool. Yeah. So it's hot the next day, so I just give them my bags. I go down. I lie by the pool. So it's time for me to go to the airport. I've got in the cab. And as I'm in the cab, I'm like, oh, it's really hot. And I'm, I'm sweating and I'm kind of like not feeling very well. And we've spoken on this show before about my distinct like hatred of like vomit and vomiting. <laughs> but I feel like, oh, my God, I'm going to be sick. I assume like combination of big night, but also I think heat, bit of heat stroke or something like that from lying by the pool. Anyway, not good. Got out of the airport, spewed like in front of people. Oh. Yeah. Like, you know, you get out of the cab, play oh. the driver, sweating. Lindsay Lowen style. And then just like bang. Wow. Yeah, totally. Wow. Right. Finally getting a bit of- People are like, Adam Seals is fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> uh, in Darwin, people are fine. Yeah. They're like, yeah, no, fair enough, mate. And he's fucking hot. Here's the video. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. If anyone fucking makes fun of you throwing them down, you're like, dude, you probably killed someone. Yeah. <laughs> Don't fucking judge me. Did you vomit when you murdered your family? <laughs> They come over to you, they give you a drink and a fake ID and they say, on your way, mate, you'll <laughs> yeah, be fine. Right. No one will ever yeah. know what happened. Um, so I'm feeling awful. I've gone into the lounge, um, the flight's delayed. So I'm like, all right, well, I'll have, I'll have a shower in the lounge and i like, you know, anyway, I'm, I'm sick, I'm sick, I'm sick. It's time for me to get on the plane. And I'm like, I'm not sure I should be getting on a plane for like three hours or whatever when I'm feeling this awful. Mm. I've gone on the plane and I am sitting next to Charlie the worst person I can think of in the world to be sitting next to. We're going to play celebrity head. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Am I a man? Yes. Am I on television? Uh, well, you appear on television, but that's not your job. Am I a journalist? No. Am- Although you're around journalists quite often. Am I? Uh, am I uh, entertainer? Uh, no, not by profession. Am I an athlete? No, you're not by profession, although quite famous for something you did that was athletic. Right. Am I in business? Uh, well, probably the biggest business there is in the country. Prostitution. <laughs> yes. And my Julia Roberts. I was sitting next to Julia Roberts, <laughs> uh, reprising her role in Pretty Woman. Okay. The biggest industry in Australia. Yeah. Well, the biggest, the biggest business. Okay. In so am I in mining? No. Am I... The mining is probably a bigger business, but I've used that term a little bit all-encompassing. You'll understand okay. it when you get... All right, fuck. Am I, so am I in... Um, uh, I am in business. I am in business? Well, well, yes, kind of. Am I like associated with the corporate world? No. Am I associated with advertising? No. Am I associated with uh, sport? I've sort of asked... You said sport? Yeah. Um, fuck, man. Uh, uh, broadcasting? Media? No, you appear, in, you appear in the media. I've never seen you cook. Shit. <laughs> uh, am I over 40? Yes. 
Am I over 50? Yes. Am I over 60? Yes. Am I, ever, am I over 70? I think so. Shit. Um, oh, okay. Am I famous now? Or did, oh, how about this? Was I, was I famous for something over 20 years ago? Yeah, you've been famous for 20 years. Okay. Been famous for 20 years. Am I, am I gay? I doubt it very much. <laughs> I doubt it very, very much. Okay. Although uh, there are certain people, uh, certain men that you often got very, very excited around. Right. But I don't think it would right. go right. So I'm not Alan Jones. No. <laughs> <laughs> Who is also not gay, <laughs> allegedly. <laughs> uh, shit, man. Can you give me a hint? I'll, I'll give you a recap of what you've... Okay. So, I'm not guessed. <laughs> yeah. So... You're a, you're a man who's over 70. Yeah. You were involved in quite a big business. You've been famous and well-known for over 20 years. You're often around journalists okay. uh, and the media. Yeah. Uh, you but get a bit so- gushy around some other men, and you were known for something that was athletic, but you're not an athlete. Am I John Howard? You are John Howard, <laughs> the former Prime Minister of Australia, John Howard. <laughs> I was sitting next to that on the plane while I look like... I can't I, believe you met the guy from All Saints. I look like I am coming off heroin, like I'm shaking, I'm rocking back and forward, and I'm sitting next to the former Prime Minister of Australia, John Howard. Yeah, he cancelled your TV show. Who is in the best nick, like he's, I think he's 72 or something like that. Yeah, he looks right. unreal, dressed up in his little suit, travelling by himself, which I think is... Pimp. Just amazing. Like, can you imagine in another country that the Prime Minister, who, like, a, a popular Prime Minister with a part of the community and a very, very unpopular Prime Minister with another part of the community, but for, like, for 11 years, he can just get on a plane by yeah. himself, pop around. People yeah. come up, get their photo with him or whatever, but I, I was just sitting to him, next to him the whole time going, he just, you know, he sat there, he ate his ice cream. Do you reckon they put you guys together deliberately when they saw you were both booked on the phone? Oh, this will be funny. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously? Want to see some fireworks? It's like... Anyway, I vomited 10 times on that flight. <laughs> 10 times. 10 times I had to go to the little bathroom and vomit and come back and I was sitting next to John Howard, the former Prime Minister of Australia. He would have put drugs. Seriously. I just couldn't talk to him either because I was just like... Did you acknowledge each other? No. Wow. No. For three hours? For three hours. And you sat next to him? Yeah. I thought wow. I was going to die. Were you getting like a feeling of like he was freezing you out? No, no, he was so polite. He just had a stack of newspapers. <laughs> he looked at you and said, I'm sorry, before you start, I've, go- I'm I've deaf. gone deaf. I have gone deaf. Fuck <laughs> you, John Howard. I invented that one. <laughs> <laughs> He's wringing vomit out of his eyebrows. I could, just see, I, would, I could just see that. I could just see that me vomiting on him and that being. Oh, God, that'd ha- be great. <laughs> we would have so much to talk about on the podcast. So, Charlie, uh, yeah, I wouldn't have waited the four weeks I've waited to tell you this story yeah. if I'd vomited on the former <laughs> Prime Minister of Australia. I would have led with that. That could be your sign-off. I'm Will Anderson. I may vomit on you. <laughs> My friend Lindsay, Lindsay Webb, uh, who's a comedian and a very funny guy, and he, uh, we were doing a gig together uh, in Toowoomba the mm. other night, and he that day I got to the airport and he's got like a bandage on his leg, and I'm like, what happened to you, dude? He's like, oh yeah, I got bitten by a redback spider. What? Yeah. Where? Where does he live? Like, well, just out of Queens, out of Brisbane. Like, oh, and he got bitten by a redback spider. But you know what he did? Fucking just shook it off. I thought that deadly. Yeah, so no, don't they no. like paralyze you or something? Yeah, apparently he's what who who redback spiders are deadly to children and the elderly and frail. Oh, losers, the losers, Charlie. <laughs> losers. Natural selection. Exactly. <laughs> 
Um, apparently, if you're a normal, healthy human being and rareback spider bites, yeah, you can just fucking ice it. And oh, my like, God. Yeah, I may have to put something on it. Like, that, that's like, if you're, if you're a redback, that's like being Superman, but yeah. you can't really uh, defeat anyone unless they're really old or really you, young. You can only defeat people who are actually already weaker than you. <laughs> <laughs> you don't actually have superpowers. You're just in tights and picking on weak people. <laughs> <laughs> you can fight crime as long as the crime is performed by toddlers, pensioners, or vegans. <laughs> if you had a scar, just a prominent one, would you be offended if people asked about it? Or well, it just depends how it happened. Yeah, I, I'd be. I, I think if I'd you got f- kicked in the face by a gay horse, <laughs> a gay horse, I don't know. such a homophobe. <laughs> No, why? I meant happy, dude. Why does it? You're such a modernist. Why does I was it, talking gay as in like happy. The old. Why does it matter <laughs> that the horse is gay? Happy will. Like you, what sort of brain do you have that you're like? Oh, this, oh my, <laughs> it's not bad enough to get kicked in the face with a horse. I guess a gay horse. I guess I was just trying to test uh, if that would add to your reluctance. I was trying to test your homophobia. I'm on the cover. If you felt too ashamed to tell baby you were kicked in the face by a gay horse. That would then uh, suggest that you're a homophobe. Uh, okay. Touche. So, yeah. <laughs> this is like uh, <laughs> Professor Epson Magneto. <laughs> For those of you listening, we're playing chess in a plastic room. <laughs> and Charlie's wearing a helmet. <laughs> <laughs> That's not a helmet. <laughs> well, it is a helmet. Just, anyway. And I'm excited, and That Charlie. was the dulcet tones. John Deeks. How good is that? John Deeksy Deeks. Ask and you shall receive. Yeah. Or as it says on his uh, Wikipedia page, celebrity listener of TOEFOP, John Deeksy Deeks. <laughs> Do you think he updated that himself? <laughs> I don't think so. Seeing that the first couple of times he sent me that uh, little warning that he's done for you, he uh, called it TOEFOP. So I'm not sure he's that big a fan of the show. Did he really? I seriously have like nine versions of that because uh, he, he did one where it was Tofob. I didn't know that. And then his kids or whatever had given him some like tips on like some other things that he could put in. Like I think the, the prison sex reference and the, the time travel. I, th- I don't think they were on the first version when he called it Tofob. Right. And it was close enough. You know what the thing was? That Tofop and Tofob sound pretty similar. Yeah. And when he's doing that deep voice, you probably wouldn't even be able to tell if it was one or the other. So it wasn't like I was going to get back to this guy that I have never met who we've talked about on our last podcast who's gone out of his own way to record us these intros and an outro, stay tuned. (laughs) (laughs) That's a teaser. (laughs) For our show that I would write back to him. He's done it unsolicited. Like he's just heard it on the podcast and done it. I didn't contact him or anything. I thought it would be unfair of me, Charlie, to give him notes. To send back an email and say, uh, Dear Dixie, I know we've never met. Thanks very much for spending all your time doing this intro for our show. It's hilarious. Mm. But the fucking show is called Toe Fop, not Toe Fob. You're well within your rights. You got the name of the show wrong. Like, I mean, he would, as a professional, I'm sure that, you know, he would want to know that he called the show. Has he never said, uh, you know, you're watching The Prices Wrong? It, just one night he, he went a bit racist and he's like, Welcome to The Rice is White. <laughs> How's that racist? <laughs> I don't know. There's a reference to so, rice. No, no, because he was dressed in one of those like Chinese hats <laughs> and had like one of long moustache on. It's like Dixie, what's going on, mate? No dark periods in John Dixie's life. <laughs> um, yeah, so I, I didn't think it was appropriate to get back to him. Right. But uh, then, like just the next day, before I've sent that first one through to you, he said, oh, my kids, kids or whoever, you know, he's, he's – uh, his advisors, his yeah. agent, lawyer, manager, had given him some advice. Let me say, he has no manager if they let him record an intro for our show. Maybe they're like cut through, you yeah. know? 
We really need to get Dixie to that point. Dixie, you need a new audience. <laughs> obscure, t- uh, obscure podcast audience. <laughs> yeah, that's right. You're testing really high in yeah. like 18 to 40s. but you, You're doing really well, but you have nothing in the obscure podcast audience, <laughs> Dixie. Like your Q score is not rating very well at all because of your obscure podcast references. So anyway, he's, he sent me back a second one, which mm. has got the, the, the more jokes in it. Uh-huh. Hilarious. Yep. Still calls it Tofob. <laughs> and I'm starting to think, well, if he's willing to do revisions really quickly, then, because that sounds pretty nice. I assume, does he have a studio at his house or something? Well, I'd say, I'm sure if he's working at, uh, he works at for seven, doesn't he? Yeah. Yeah, so he's probably got their studios there. Well, he's, probably, he's gone into seven and recorded out in seven. I reckon he's probably done like probably you know his job. City Homicide and right. Winners and Losers and whatever, and then they've gone and then he's gone. Hey guys, you got an extra five minutes. Really want to record. I love hey, your show, Barry, Fob. Barry, <laughs> Barry, keep it rolling and walk. Go and get yourself a coffee. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's like Eminem. It's like give me a beat. Just chuck me a beat. I got no. I got no snare on my headphones. <laughs> got some rhymes to spit just leave me in the booth maybe he's he's doing lots of voiceovers you know probably like afterwards but anyway he's made that for us he's made the second one so at that point i'm thinking well maybe if he's willing to go back you know twice Mm. and have another go then i can give him the feedback going hey dexter you love what you're doing fantastic only one little thing could you please get the name of the podcast right (laughs) (laughs) so I was I was mulling over where that was a, an appropriate thing to do to someone mm. who's clearly doing you a favour for free mm. and is an awesome bloke who I've never met and he's awesome. Yeah. Right? So before I've got to do that, Charlie, a third email has arrived. Redone. I've found out the name of the podcast is so far. So this has all happened without me getting involved in any how, way. How long was between email two and three when you were sweating on uh, taking down your idol? Overnight. Oh, I was overnight. Overnight. That were you it. tossing and turning? I was counting deeks in my sleep. <laughs> I can't. Do I say it or not? Uh, anyway, I thought it would actually suit our podcast. Yeah, totally. To, for it to be, you know, badly named. Yeah. And uh, I Do was you still have the toe fob? Yeah, yeah. Still- yeah send yeah. it across. <laughs> we can- we'll play that next week. <laughs> we'll bang that one in next week. If we ever need to, to change the show to say Russell Crowe sues us or whatever, we'll just change it to 30-odd foot of bullshit. <laughs> Does that work? That's probably a better name for the podcast. <laughs> Do you feel like that would be an issue when it came to superhero organisation? Uh, yeah, definitely. Like, like, so if you're in the Avengers the Flash or whatever. Is, yeah. Do you think there's leadership tensions? Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Egos come into play every time. Like, Batman and Superman would constantly be fighting. I mean, who is the leader of that organisation? Is it Superman or is it Batman? Well, I mean, yeah, I guess. I guess you're right. It's Superman. Well, it's but Super- they're not they're not going around to each other going, fucking Batman doesn't even have real powers. <laughs> uh, I'm sure Batman would be bitching about <laughs> Superman all the fucking time. Yeah, like, I reckon Do you know who Batman I reckon would should be leave saying- this organisation? Someone whose parents aren't dead. <laughs> Batman <laughs> would be saying, like, look what I've done with no fucking superpowers. Yeah. I've just done this through physical training yeah. and a lot of money at my disposal. Imagine if I had your powers, Superman. I could have cleaned up this planet, like, twice as fast as you're doing. Yeah, right. I reckon he'd definitely be better. Yeah, right. So, so you're saying that Batman is like – Batman's like, like a uh, like a footballer who's made the most of his yeah. limited, like, ability, but yeah. he's, he's really – he's ringed out yeah, every bit of potential. Yeah, he's the Rocky Marciano, like, you know, un- un- unfashionable, but just through guts and determination has yeah. sort of got to that elite level. Whereas Superman's the guy with all the skills. And, yeah, yeah he's great. Gary Ablett Jr. He's great, Superman. Don't get me wrong. He's great. Yeah. But – He's fucking Superman. Yeah, exactly. He should be great. Yeah. If he got, ever got into coaching superheroes, he'd yeah. probably be really bad. Yeah. <laughs> because it all comes so easy to him. <laughs> oh, man. 
And this is where you decide to unveil that you're actually a neo-Nazi. <laughs> I would like to be Adolf Hitler. And here's why, Charlie. Six points. <laughs> I thought you were going to say six million Jews. Oh. <laughs> I was like, ooh. <laughs> and he thought the other question Charlie, was too dark Charlie, to go out on. Charlie's getting a little edgy. <laughs> and we discover that 90 minutes into a podcast you get really racist. <laughs> That would be the irony. Making a joke about you being racist, I actually reveal myself to be a massive racist. <laughs> that was my trap. <laughs> Have you seen uh, that app FaceSwap? FaceSwap is a really popular app where you take a photo of people sort yeah. of standing side by side and then you can take their faces and oh, swap yes. them over so you see what yes. someone's facial features look with someone's hair yeah. and body. Um, a friend of mine did that, except instead of taking a photo of two guys standing side by side, he took a photo of one guy's cock like a close-up of a guy's cock, and then took a photo of his friend his friend's face and then swapped the faces. So one of them, his entire face, he looks like a kind of half-man, half-elephant, like under the nose, the cock is photoshopped hanging under – sorry, under the nose, under the eyeballs. Instead of a nose, he has a cock hanging down two balls for a chin. And it looks like you could slip that, you know, into like a, a Star Trek website and people go, oh, yeah, that's a creature. And then you have to do a double – wait a minute, that, his nose looks awfully like a penis. We used to have, um, uh, they're shooting The Matrix when I was working at that cinema. And we used to have like Keanu Reeves and shit come in. And this one time he came in to see his own film. I was yeah. so fucking tempted to go and just sit next to him and just watch him watch himself. And then when he changed seats, you go and sit next yeah. to him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, like, well, what do you mean? Like, I just did to, like. He was just buying a ticket to see a film. And it was do you think film. he was going. It wasn't in- like a, he wasn't a star. It was like an indie film. I can't remember what it was. And do you think he'd not seen the film? Or do you think he was like, he wanted to go yeah, and watch it while other people watched it? Or No, it was like, a, it wasn't like a busy session. It was, say, you know, just in the afternoon or something. He'd forgotten he was in it. <laughs> yeah, he probably did. He was such a kind of. It's like, whoa. He was such a. Um, uh, He's such a – have you met him or did you interview him or anything like that? I um, I drank his drink once. Ah, just like Steve Waugh. Yeah. You creepy fuck, man. Don't do that. That's horrible. <laughs> if I ever catch you drinking anything in mine, I'm going to punch you in the face. Shut up. Don't. It's gross. It's Why weird. Why is it gross? Because there's something weird about it. It's like you're putting your tongue in their mouth. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Oh yeah, I was. I would be less grossed out by you kissing them than you drinking their tea. I don't know. Something about milk. It was a Bloody Mary. Oh, well, I'm less grossed out by that. It was a Bloody Mary and hadn't drunk much of it. It was a poolside at... Um, Are you hoping to absorb some of their kind of star power? Yeah. Right. Spit Sisters. Okay. Um, so... Fucking weirdo. So, yeah, it was poolside um, at uh, the Stanford... Uh, no, the, what's the... The standard, standard. The Standard in LA. And I was having a meeting, like a meeting downstairs with this, like, US agent, like, you know, by the pool and they serve food there and drinks and whatever. And Keanu has just, like rocked in and he looks like he's had a pretty big night yeah right like he's looking cool but it looks like he's had a big he night looked, but that's what I was going to say about him he looks kind of like he's concentrating all the time yeah <laughs> maybe he is <laughs> like you know buy ticket take change <laughs> turn left walk upstairs you know maybe he just really has to concentrate yeah on every second well that's that kind of looked like what he looked like yeah. so he's come in and he's like sat down and he's like you know he's ordered a, a, like a bloody mary and the the first thing that I found weird was the waiter, like, asked for his credit card. Like, you know, he was like, oh, yeah, I know. He said, are you staying at the hotel? And he was like, no. And he was like, well, can I get a credit card then for your tab? And I was like, 
It's Keanu Reeves, mate. I don't think he's going to do a fucking runner. I don't think he's going to disappear into the fucking Matrix. And even if he does, it's one Bloody Mary. Yeah. You know what? I think the Stanford can, the fucking standard can comp fucking Keanu Neo. Reeves fucking. one fucking Bloody Mary. Like, the guy's got $400 million. I'm sure he can A, fucking cover the Bloody Mary. But B, you know what? Even if he can't, I'll cover it. You can put it on my room, mate. <laughs> I will buy Keanu Reeves. Your agent's just Mary. sitting next to you saying, what are you talking about? What are you talking But literally this is what the conversation I was having. I was like, can you believe yeah. that the guy's asked for his – because he, he obviously felt a bit uncomfortable handing over his fucking credit cards, yeah, yeah. you know, like as you can imagine he would. Anyway, so the waiter's given him all this fucking attitude and you can tell he wasn't really digging it. So anyway, he's got his bill. Like when he got the drink, he's asked for the bill. Was he just sitting on his own? Sitting by himself. Having a drink at the standard. Having a Bloody Mary. For no – 11 o'clock in the morning. Not talking to anyone. No. Literally there by himself. Such an enigma. Yeah. So he's um, clearly got a bit put off by the the attitude and the surface. So he signed his like you know thing, and he's like taken one sip of his Bloody Mary, and he's just left. This is not up to standard. <laughs> it, so, although it's called the standard, it is not up to my lofty standards. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> so that's what happened, and then he's just like disappeared into the matrix. So I. <laughs> Tank, I need an exit. <laughs> this was not an excellent adventure. <laughs> I can't do his voice. But <laughs> he's he's fucked off. And I'm sitting there with my agent and I'm like, Keanu Reeves has left and that's the rest of his drink. I'm going to drink the rest of Keanu Reeves' drink. So I had to do it sneakily because like it was at the next table. It's a weird thing you have. It's a weird little... <laughs> I, didn't, I mean, you know, you don't have many kind of weird quirks, but this drinking, the drink of... People you admire is weird. Why? It kind of makes me think you're one of the... Like, was it of, weird when Jesus said to his disciples, drink this, this is my blood? No, it was Jesus fucking sharing with his disciples. And I feel like that's the same thing, except they don't know that I'm doing it. If it was the Last Supper <laughs> and Jesus has just said, you know, drink this, this is my blood, and then 15 minutes later he comes out and sees Judas drinking from his chalice, yeah. you'd be like, dude, that's gross. No, he'd be like, that's gross, man. Yeah. What he was talking about was symbolic. I don't know. You know, you watch fantasy films and there's always a scene where the demon wants to absorb someone's power and they open their mouth and you see light. Ah. Yeah. That's what I kind of imagine you're doing with these people. That's what I do imagine. <laughs> that I'm like one of those, like in Heroes, there was a Scylla who was the one who could go around and he could take the powers. You're rogue. From everybody else. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So I basically that's what I imagined that I was doing. I was just going, I, I'm draining you know, all their powers <laughs> through their saliva. If you had to choose a body That'd be a double, DVD commentary. To say you had to choose a body double, yeah. would you go for accuracy or just one hundred percent fucking like your, oh, both what you would love to yeah. look like? Oh no, yeah, I definitely. So the shot is like it's a close up of you, and then we cut to a shot of you ripping your shirt open. Yeah. So what are, what are you going for? It's like the full six pack, and yeah, pecs and everything. Definitely. Yeah, yeah. a little bit of chest hair, <laughs> maybe. But it's a bit you cast a black guy. <laughs> yeah. <doesn't> make any <laughs> sense. A massive black cock. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like. They're like, but, but he's, he's shot from the waist up. Yes, but the cock is so big that when he's running, it's it's actually come up <laughs> into shot and then goes back it's down again. it's a slow-mo of you jogging along the beach towards <laughs> <Exactly>. the camera. <laughs> it's like, you know, it, it just can't be contained. A couple of questions asking, will we ever do a live show? I think we could. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know People how it would change lot. the dynamic, though. That is a thing. I mean, there's... Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I've I've heard podcasts that go live and it's still enjoyable, but it's not the same thing. It's a performance. So we'd have to ask the question, would this be improved by us doing it with an audience? I mean, look, I think there's probably a lot of things that could improve this. 
<laughs> Whether or not it's instant judgment <laughs> by a room full of people, I don't know. Yeah, let's not let's not pretend up front that there's not room for improvement. I'll just say this. Will and I will spend an hour in here making each other laugh. We'll go outside to our girlfriends and try and do the same thing and get <laughs> deafening silence. <laughs> yeah. So you can understand why we haven't been in a rush to take this on the road. Also, um, I, I'm, I'm the same as you. Like I, uh, this podcast that I've heard go live and I've enjoyed the ones where they're not live more. Yeah. Yeah, because I, I like the, the the conversations have time to develop. Like they're not they're not having to entertain. I mean, there are podcasts that like are like radio shows where you have to just say three minutes of really funny shit and then like you know yeah, yeah. Beyonce yeah uh, <laughs> and and that's cool too. But like I think if we're in front of a room full of people, then you immediately want to just go for the laughs, to go for the jokes, and sometimes you know you might go. Should we really have a 50-minute conversation about how you could trick your girlfriend into putting <laughs> your butt up plug like up your ass and pretending you're a horse? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I would definitely – I mean, I can say honestly that because you're an experienced stage performer and I think you would probably roll with like having to entertain a crowd – I think I would be very, very nervous at the start and I don't know that I'd be able to access the honesty that I feel, you know, I can have now. When people can judge you with their eyes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. I mean, there's times in our conversations where I avert my gaze from you because I feel like I'm being judged. I don't want to multiply that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Don't judge me. Here's something. Don't judge me. Here's something I prefer for you. Don't judge me. I wonder if I, we could do it if I was in like, you know, those old game shows where they would put, like uh, one of the partners in like an isolated room while they ask one of them a question and they bring out the other partner. If you could put me into like an isolated room in the soundproof on stage. soundproof booth. Soundproof booth so I don't have to hear or see anyone. Like it's the but final we... scenes of quiz show. <laughs> 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 but we continue to have a conversation, just right. me in a sealed booth. Right. So the audience has you at least for the visual component. Yeah. But I'm just and in Charlie a sealed in a booth. <laughs> Charlie in a cylinder. <laughs> <laughs> and the great thing about I it, I like this. Is now, that, now I'm excited. Yeah, right. Shows. But, and you could take this on tour because you know I've got my commitments back here. But you just take the box on tour. No one has to fucking know that I'm not in the box. Oh, Charlie, you could pre-record. You've got to. You be could in do the- old episodes. You could you could bill it as saying uh, Will and Charlie are going to go live and do every episode word for word live on stage. <laughs> And all we do is actually put like a, an MP3 player in the box right. and you, all you have to do is just memorise every line of dialogue from every <laughs> podcast ever. What's in it for me? I don't know. Um, no, you've got to come because people would want to see you step in. Get in the box. <laughs> step in and out of the box. <laughs> I, could, I couldn't just I couldn't just wheel in the box. Yeah. People would be like, hang on. You can know, I would love that. Because, you know, you go to see a comedy show and they're playing, like, fucking hip-hop or something to get the audience all into yeah. it. And they're like, you know, and now, ladies and gentlemen, Will Anderson and Charlie Clawson, toe-fop. And then quiet and just squeaky wheels <laughs> as you walk one of those big moving boxes onto stage. Just, and it, but it takes you, like, about a minute. So, you know, people just, like, coughing and waiting for you to get started. And then you've got to connect the wires up, put your headphones on. If you're in a box... Why have I not preset you before the audience has come in? Well, because so I have to be out there the whole time the audience is coming in. Oh yeah, well you're not even you're in a box, Charlie. <laughs> yeah, but I'm gonna be, it's going to be hot and sweaty in there. Why? Well, it's a sealed fucking. How much oxygen have I got? <laughs> well, okay, maybe it's not a that's sealed how, box. That's how we time the show. It's not Houdini. <laughs> it's not meant to be a magic trick. I'm upside down in a tank of yeah. water. And, yeah, the, and the water is rising <laughs> for the <laughs> podcast. Hi, Charlie Clawson. <laughs> Okay, we put you in um, the trash compactor from uh, the first Star Wars movie. 
<laughs> and the wolves are coming in and in. Uh, no, you could just be in the box. Like, we'll we'll make the box nice. You'll have a comfy chair a and a, make it like a coffin. <laughs> oh, we yawn in a coffin. Yeah, we've had to scare the audience too. Imagine that you will wheel a coffin onto stage, ladies and gentlemen. My comedy partner. <laughs> the best thing about it is we could do that show until we die. Yeah, and when we actually do die, they can just cart me straight to the fucking graveyard. Yeah, that's true. Um, I, I like the coffin. Maybe we could just introduce that at Halloween. If we're doing a Halloween ah, show, okay. you, could bring out- <laughs> you come out as a vampire wheeling <laughs> a coffin. <laughs> but at some stage, I just say we do that for a yeah, year yeah. and I'm starting to realise that the show's working. I can hear some laughter and you yeah. tell me afterwards, hey, you know, the audience is really into it. Yeah. Do I step out of the box or have we oh, now established a brand? <laughs> yeah, right. Like people will be like, oh, it's like when Dylan went electric. <laughs> <laughs> It's like when no, it's like when Kiss took off their makeup. They're yeah. like, no, put it back on. Yeah, and everyone would be like, get back in the box. <laughs> Where's the box? And we could that could be our tour. You know how like Kiss when they did their big tour like ten years ago, and they said we're putting the makeup back on. Yeah. You could be like, we're covering him up again, lady. Hey, look, this ugly motherfucker. Back, in, back the in the box. The box. <laughs> back in the box. Two thousand twenty-eight. We talk about Back to the Future a lot on this podcast. Adam Sandler and Back to the Future, neck and neck. Like, it literally <laughs> is one of those things where sometimes this podcast, it, it it teaches me stuff about myself. Yeah. Like, it teaches me about if I haven't planned it out, <laughs> if I haven't thought about it, what are the topics I come back to? And one of them seems to be Back to the Future. Yeah. <laughs> Did you read fucking Andrew Bolt? Oh, it must have been a couple of weeks. On gay, gay marriage. No, the headline, I love, my yeah. favourite argument is the slippery slope. Oh, slippery slope is the best argument of all time. Because <laughs> so you can great. argue anything as a slippery slope. Exactly. You're like, what next? Was it a gay marriage thing? Is yeah, that what yeah, it was? Yeah. What yeah. next, mate? I bet he went polygamy. Did he go polygamy? Uh, oh, fuck, what did he actually argue? Because my favourite one. No, he, he's, yeah, go on. My favourite one is, what next, mate? Next, people want to marry the car. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, that, that's not next. <laughs> that is nowhere near next. Like, there's heaps of gay people. Lots of them are already in relationships and raising children and, you know, productive and, you know, normal members of our society. And I think we've all, we're all cool with that. Yeah. No one in the world really believes if we let these people that we already let have committed relationships and raise children and, you know, operate as regular members of society, we that somehow if we let them, like, have a piece of paper that says that they're married, next people are, well, I'm fucking my VW Beetle then. <laughs> well, now that they're getting married, I'm fucking a car. I know I've never fucked a car before, but yeah. I wanted to fuck it and marry it. That's, that's my question with the mafia. Did they have like a whole bunch of horses that they were just like, you know, that did the mafia have a horse farm that they kept in case of uh, emergency? Threat. Like if someone need like, you know, be, needed to be threatened or does someone need to be threatened? And then you're like, oh, fuck, I've got to go. And get you know, horse. it's, it's only the Godfather where the horse thing, it's not like a regular thing that mafia do. The whole reason the horse head thing happens is the guy in the Godfather was a horse trainer or a horse. Yeah, but then it became a thing, didn't it? Isn't that the no, way that- like copycat yeah. killers, really? Like in the same way as like sometimes things in The Sopranos were reflective of the gangster community and then sometimes because gangsters loved The Sopranos, they became things that like gangsters what? did. I've never seen The Sopranos. I like- have no idea. <laughs> but I know that that's And there's the another Tofop fact. <laughs> We were just having a discussion off air about someone who hit us up on Facebook with a complaint. A complaint about our podcast. Was it a complaint? Well, it was constructive criticism. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, I see that as a complaint. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It's fucking free. Just take it how it is. I don't want your suggestions. No, this this was actually not a bad suggestion. It's something that's come up before. 
I think we've talked about it. At the very start, we talked about having a catchphrase. Yeah, a catchphrase or a sign-off. Yeah. I don't like catchphrase. Catchphrase, yeah. Catchphrase makes me feel like we're going to suddenly be like, and then I said, a couple of days. Yeah. Beautiful. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't, I don't want a catchphrase, catchphrase. Yeah. But like, you a know. A sign-off. A sign-off. Yeah. Say so hi to your mum for me. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Rove McManus, who was like a big TV star, he always used to finish with, say hi to your mum for me. Yeah. Which I, I don't know how – he used to do that in Don't his, all the big guys. Does uh, Dave Letterman have a sign-off? Any of you ladies single? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I need a PA. Yeah. <laughs> Does anyone here who works for me want to have sex with me? <laughs> that's his sign-off. It's not as catchy. No, I don't think you need like a, a big sign-off. Like some people have catchphrases, some people don't have – you know, catchphrases. I'm, I think catchphrases are one of those things where, and like, I mean, that's that classic Simpsons thing, but a catchphrase can make you really big really quickly, yeah. but it also then becomes the yeah. the thing that hangs you. And some and some catchphrases, I think, happen organically. Like, they actually get adopted by the public as, you know, uh, you may say, like the Charlie Sheen thing, he wasn't spitting out catchphrases, but the, the public adopted a whole bunch of things, like winning and all that kind of stuff. That's right. So it just needs to be something that we already say, and then that could be our catchphrase. So it has to be something along the lines of we've talked about this before. Yeah. <laughs> I think that is the most repeated phrase in the show. That or totally. <laughs> Someone did write that on Twitter. It was like, uh, you know, on Tofot quotes and it was like, Will, totally, Charlie, totally. <laughs> <laughs> it's like we're two 15-year-old girls from the valley. Well, I'm glad that we agree with each other obviously a lot. <laughs> like that, and I think that's a good thing. You know, I mean, obviously, sometimes there's some disagreements, but a lot of the time we're like, we're in, you know. Yeah, totally is one of those words. It's like awesome. Yeah. Like awesome. Like somewhere around the late 90s, awesome became the kind of, instead of that's good, you'd yeah. say awesome. 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 I still like awesome. Yeah. Well, my, you know, I like it because it reminds, remind, it reminds, it, I'm saying it rhymes with my surname. I always, it I, does not. Close and awesome. Shut up. They don't that's rhyme. That's a rhyme? That is not a rhyme. If I was Eminem, if I would say Eminem, Charlie Clawson is awesome. Yeah. Yeah, because Eminem can take things that aren't rhymes and make them sound like rhymes. That's his genius. You don't think that rhymes? Clawson and awesome do not rhyme. If I named my oh, son. Oh, you are so up yourself. If I named my son Charlie Awesome, awesome. awesome Clawson. <laughs> no. People would say, well, that rhymed. That's silly. No, awesome foursome rhymes. Awesome, awesome Clawson cl- rhymes enough. No, you know what you have to name your son? What? Awesome Clawson. <laughs> or Dawson Clawson. Dawson Clawson. Yeah. That's all you, or Mawson Clawson. <laughs> but you cannot name it awesome. I'm, I'll buy him a pie for him to put sauce in. Yeah, sauce. Awesome. <laughs> That's terrible. <laughs> that is terrible. That's an old joke. Uh, but yeah, no, it doesn't rhyme with awesome. I think it does. It does not. You've been rounding that up so you can sound awesome. I, th- I think that sound- I-, I would put that out to a public vote. Hit us up if you think Dawson and Clawson, <laughs> Dawson and Clawson, awesome and Clawson. Awesome and Clawson rhyme? Yeah, awesome Clawson. No, you said Clawson. No, awesome <laughs> and Clawson rhyme. I-, I have no debate with you over the fact, Charlie, that awesome and Clawson rhyme. I know. I didn't, no. But awesome, awesome <laughs> and Clawson do not rhyme. Well, maybe we have to change the word awesome to awesome so it can rhyme for me. <laughs> Instead of saying awesome, I'm going to say, that's awesome. Yeah. Maybe, maybe that's that, awesome. <laughs> that's your wrestling. Yeah, yeah. Yes. <laughs> that would be my wrestling catchphrase. Yeah. I'm Charlie Clawson and I'm awesome. <laughs> and all your memorabilia would have like, I'm awesome on it. <laughs> that would be, that would be awesome. I mean, that would be awesome. All right, I'm going to try and remember. Maybe that can be your catchphrase. Awesome. Maybe that can be our sign off. <laughs> Thanks for listening. I hope you have an awesome week. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, that's done. All right, cool. Uh,
feel like the Reaper's a guy. He just does his job. You know, he's not... Can he switch off ever, do you think, when he gets home from a hard day's re- reaping? <sighs> no, you know what the thing is about reaping? It's like it's it's always there with you. Yeah. Like even when you're not he reaping, job. you know that at some stage soon you're going to be reaping again. So like he's got a night off and he just goes out for quiet dinner. Can't get a night off when you're the reaper, man. Well, no, just say he must, on call. he must have some... He'd have a beeper. He'd have a he'd reaper, have a he'd have a reaper okay. beeper. Okay, so... <laughs> <laughs> that he could, like, it, like, like a mobile phone ring that he always has, like, really funny, ironic sort yeah. of, like... But, the, you know, the price has come down on those now because uh, a reaper's beep is cheaper. <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> I loved it. I was like, Charlie's not listening to me on this whole making into a mobile My phone My legs ring. were <laughs> spinning under the pond. <laughs> I thought when I, I went with a mobile phone ring, he'd like chuck in a couple of ones that might be ironic. Oh, no, he was thinking about something else. <laughs> Not for the first time. Yeah, he was going deeper into the Reaper Beeper being cheaper. I <laughs> know, oh, that one was a real sleeper. <laughs> I kneel before you, my master. That was amazing. Yeah, thanks, man. That was, that was wonderful misdirection. I was wondering what you were doing. You just kept talking and talking, but you were just buying yourself time. Well, you know, you'll know if you're saying we're in the future, you'll know we're in the future if you suddenly forgive people who tried to rape family members. Yeah. <laughs> that is how we'll all know we are actually in the future. Are you willing to forgive the uh, sexual assault? Yeah. Did he attempt to members? sexually assault you? Yes. Has he made up in any way by polishing your car? <laughs> yes. Well, I think we're all cool. <laughs> Let's wrap it up. Hey, we have a uh, Facebook page, uh, the Tofop Facebook page. We like when you post stuff there. It's always really cool. And um, uh, Twitter. There's also Tofop quotes and Tofop facts on Twitter, none of which are run by us, but they're fun. They make me laugh. And um, on uh, Tumblr, there's a, a Tofop quotes page as well, so you can search out all that stuff. Um, if, you, if there was something that you enjoyed from the show, like put on Twitter with the hashtag Tofop quotes and, and it gets retweeted and stuff. That would be cool. Yeah, Tofop quotes is one of my... Favorite things. I love it. And oh, and if you do, you, uh, do you keep scrolling your head? How many are quoted to you, and how many quoted to me? No, me either. <laughs> <laughs> but I will say that I have occasionally read a quote because yeah. sometimes people will put like a little W at the start, yeah, and other times I'll put it at the end. Yeah. And I read a really hilarious quote and thought that was awesome, and then I got it as a W. I was like, oh. <laughs> That was mine. I enjoy sometimes when people post jokes that I've made that you've just ignored. Like, so sometimes, like, I will say something and you'll just keep going. And I'll post that. I'll post, Charlie keeps talking. <laughs> and Wikipedia. Wikipedia. Yeah, we totally have a Wikipedia page. Check that shit. It's like a proper page. Yeah, I know. It's full of information. Yeah. Thank you to the people who did that. Yeah, good on you. All right, so I have to say my name and then you'll yeah, do the yeah. thing. All right, yeah. so um, we'll, we'll see you next time. I'm Will Anderson. I'm Charlie Clawson, and this show is totally awesome. <laughs> and now, sadly, it's time to say goodbye from Will and Charlie. Tofop is an Anderson Clawson production for the World Wide Web. No part of this program may be reproduced without written consent from the producers. So till next time, teabaggers, when we welcome you back into Charlie's Lounge Room, it's bye for now. This is John Deke speaking. <laughs> <laughs>